Hello, everybody. This is Jeff Reinbold. We are back for our Thursday edition, week four of the NFL, and we are talking all things NFL. I'm joined as ever by my co-host. I guess you get you really moved up now. You you're really big time, and not not giving you another title in addition to all the other titles that you have. But anyway, this is the Jeff Reinbold Show, and we are brought to you by 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the National Football League in both UK and Ireland, and we are here to talk ball. Jeff, you're training well, my man. You're training well. Uh, week five of the NFL season. Is it? Week five, man. It's, it's rolling it? in. Can I just say, I was talking, we had, we, we had Phoebe on the Steelers podcast last night, and we're going to have you on very soon. Jeff, I can't wait to get back over here. Just... Like I was thinking last night, like, I can't wait to hear back on TV over here. and We're getting close. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're getting close. We're within a month, right? Now, we've got three more weeks to play until we start the playoffs. And then if we win the championship, that's three more weeks. So longest it could be is six weeks, which would put us right about Thanksgiving. And that's, that's when it really gets fun. I love the games between Thanksgiving and Christmas the most because, obviously, it's that time of year. And they're the games that really impact the end of the schedule. Absolutely. And Jeff, I feel like we're in for a memorable, a memorable few few weeks and months. And I'm, I'm, I'm already smiling at the thought of it, picking up Jeff at 6 a.m. from a floor in Vegas somewhere. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, here, week five of the season. And you know what, Jeff? For, for people listening to this podcast, it's a Friday morning. We'll just put a quick message. People watching this live, please do put a comment, question, and let us know where you're from. And we'll do it in the second half, as always. Um, Jeff, week five is just stacked, and I'll, I'll go through the games in a wee second. And um, obviously, it's a big weekend for us over here. I think this is the best London game ever. And putting this off on the spot, I think it is. Oh, I think I think it has the makings of it, Mike, because these are these are two very good football teams, uh, two teams that you would expect to see in the playoffs, two teams that have outstanding quarterbacks who can make every throw and are great leaders. Uh, you know. Jacksonville has certainly upgraded its receiving core in the last couple of years. And, and uh, you know, I think that it goes without saying that uh, that Buffalo with Stephon Diggs is really, really, really talented outside. Uh, it's going to be, I think, a really interesting game from a defensive standpoint. The Bills are playing extremely well on defense. They, they lose one, so there's a minus because you lose Tredavious White. On the other hand, you know, you're going to get your best pass rusher back this week when Vaughn Miller comes back. And that pass rush was really, really good against Minnesota. I mean, excuse me, against Miami last week. Um, I thought they handled the Miami offensive line, whether it was Floyd or whether it was Ed Oliver inside. I thought they all had great games. You, you could feel, you know, Rousseau, you could feel Epinesa, you could feel the rushers. Now, those guys have been a little bit not a I won't say a disappointment because that's that's too strong a way to say it, but those guys have been slow to grow. And I think, you know, now that Floyd's in in the mix and certainly having, you know, one of the premier pass rushers in the last, you know, 10 years in Vaughn Miller, you know, that's really bodes well for their success. They're gonna miss Tredavious White though. We'll talk about that game more in a second. We're, we're going to get our picks in now. Big weekend for Jeff, the CFL, Pro Football Ireland. We're going to be in London. Please say hello to us if you see us. I'll be flying out of Belfast first thing on Sunday morning. 
I do accept Guinness as forms of hugs. Uh, also, uh, Connor Mangan from Monday Morning Football. Connor is going to Pittsburgh with Ross Bolliger, Tag Leader, and Ronan Patterson for the Ravens game. So expect something special there as well. So we're we're in Canada, we're in Pittsburgh, we're in London this weekend, Jeff. And let's let's just get this out of the way. It's Friday morning for people listening to this, so get ready to laugh. We're making our picks. We're going to start off with the game of the season. Chicago Bears going to play the Washington Commanders. Jeff, I actually have, like, I've got, believe it or not, for people listening to this, I actually have stuff to be at. I've got an absolute plethora of work to do. I'd like to take Friday, Saturday off before the London game, so I've got, like, four articles to write tonight to have to sell up during this game. I mean, first world problems, Jeff, you know, like, I've really got to the point now where it's like, I'm complaining over this, but I'm going to stay up and I'm going to watch it uh, until I fall asleep. And Jeff knows more than anybody else. He calls me during these games, and I'm like a zombie. So I'm just going to be very quick with this and say I think the Commanders win. They go to three and two in the season, and yeah, I just don't think. I mean, the Bears are a complete disaster. There, there's no other way of saying it otherwise. Yeah, the Bears. This is really, really a tough situation that they're faced with. Then they can't win a game. You know, having issues off the field. You know, with their coaching staff having issues with Claypool. You know, trying to give him away. I mean, he's not even any takers for the guy. And, um, you know, it just, it's all bad. There, there's nothing that really good that you can see. They did play better in the first half last week. I'll give them that. And now they've got to put two halves together. But I see signs of life. And I, and I did a breakdown of some of the stuff, kind of a neat little concept Eric Bieniemy had against quarters coverage. And then how Sam Howell is really, really starting to show some real positive signs as a quarterback. Here's a guy, Neil. I mean, uh, here's a guy, Neil. Here's a guy, Michael, that, you know, two, <laughs> year, two years ago, um, yeah. he, you know, he slid all the way to the fifth round in the draft. Everybody had said, well, he might, might be as high as a second rounder after his junior year. Didn't have a great senior year. Slid in the draft. I think almost 150th pick in the draft in the fifth round. And you see him in the pocket and Daniel Jones got, just got paid $40 million. And you watch this kid's pocket presence compared to Daniel Jones. And he's, he's so far ahead. And I think the marriage of him and Terry McLaurin and, and uh, having Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator, there are really starting to be some signs of life on that offense in Washington. So I'm going to take the commanders. Lately. Yes, sir. Right, we got to roll through some of these because we've only got like 25 minutes for this podcast. We talked a bit about London Jags, Bills. I I think the first thing we talked about, we had Henry on a podcast today, the games were announced, and then we obviously reacted to it, Jeff. That feels like a lifetime ago now, my friend. But I remember saying, like, you know, does the home factor, does being in London for two weeks make a difference? I think it does. I think it'll be more, I think they'll be more competitive. I still think the Bills come in here and win. I, think, I just hope, Jeff, I hope it's a good game. Please, God. And by the way, we are less now than a month out from El Grande Fiesta, the Dolphins against the Chiefs in Frankfurt. Sweet Jesus and Nazareth. I cannot wait, Jeff. But we got London for now. Uh, what's your thoughts on this game? I'll, I'll take the bills. Well, I, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I'm, I'm anxious to watch it. I'm anxious to watch these two quarterbacks compete against each other. I'm anxious to watch these two head coaches battle it out. I think they're two of the better head coaches in the National Football League. 
I think right now, if you said to me, who's got the better roster top to bottom, I'd tell you the Bills do. Um, I think the Jags have improved immensely in the time that Doug's been there. I think they have a chance to be a playoff team. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a playoff team, but I think right now, coming off the win that they had and the way that they won against Miami, I think you got to take the Bills. The Bills, the Bills were not good the first weekend against the Jets, but after that, they've done what they need to do to win football games, and and I'll take the Bills. Mid typing on a tweet. Keep the questions coming in, folks. We really appreciate it. That's the way you're from. Texans Falcons. I'm just gonna roll through mine tonight because I want you to have the spotlight and the time, Jeff. I like the Texans going into this. I feel the Falcons have been really deflated after last week. Texans to win this game after that fantastic performance against fantastic performance against Pittsburgh last week. Well, after the first month of the season, you would say of all the first round quarterbacks, CJ Stroud's the most successful. He looks the most at ease in the pocket. He looks the most control of of, of his football team. He looks like the best leader of this bunch. I, I've been really impressed with C.J. Stroud. I think right now, if you said, name me a coach of the year in the National Football League, I, I think Demeco Ryans is going to get some some votes for that, certainly, because he's taken a team that nobody, and I mean nobody, thought had a chance. And they are competitive. They are winning football games. And I, like you, will take them to beat the Falcons this weekend. Great minds. We're free to free at the minute, my man. We haven't been negotiating this behind the camera. Panthers-Lions. I'll make it quick. I'll make it breezy. The Lions win this game in Detroit. It's hard to believe the Panthers could go 0-5 this weekend. Because you look at the Bears. Panthers for me are a better football team. But yeah, Lions win this game. Yeah, Panthers are Panthers are dying for help outside. They need somebody that can be a playmaker outside. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen is is a great possession guy. He's a great number two, but he's not a number one. They need a number one. Uh, their their young quarterback is Bryce Young is struggling some. Uh, I think they're a team that's getting better. But you know, I, I, again, I, I agree with you, Mike. I I just really think that the Lions are really a good, tough, hard nosed football team. Every time you say Mike in your lovely mid American accent, all I can think of is Big Mike from uh, the blind side titans colts this is the one game this weekend where i'm like i so the game's in indy i look forward to jim ursay's legendary uh roof open roof closed tweet on saturday night slash sunday morning but jeff i i'm finding this one hard to call i think i went with the, with the titans to win this game bit of up market on last week i the Colts, look, I know you're down on Richardson and in terms of you need to see him progress in the league. I can't put words into your mouth, so you can go mad at me there if you want. I'll take Tennessee in this game. Big divisional battle when they've got the Jags and then London playing a game. Big game for both teams, both sitting at two and two, sir. I think I, I, I'm going to take I'm going to take the Titans, and I, and I want to I make it clear. I'm not, I'm not down on Richardson. What I am is I'm, I'm trying to tap the brakes on the expectations on the kid because he is a freakish athlete but he's learning how to be a quarterback and he's particularly learning how to be a quarterback in pro football. That's not an easy transition. And I just really think that Mike Vrabel and that defense is the edge in this game and their ability to run the football. I thought that we saw a real, real Titan win last week. That's that's the way they want to win football games. Be physical, play defense, run the football and be opportunistic on, on offense. 
Yeah, I, I wasn't trying to put words in your mouth. I'm just having a bit of crack. I, one of the most enjoyable things this off-season is talking about Richardson. Right. I was going to ask you at the start of the show, we, we, we got to talk about this now. Giants going to the Dolphins. I'm picking the Dolphins every day of the week. Take the mortgage, bet the house. Actually, no, bet responsibly. 888-18+. Plus. Please be gamble aware. I'm talking metaphorically. Every chip I have, I'm putting on the Miami Dolphins to beat the New York Giants this weekend. As a guy that works in football, as a coach, as a guy that motivates young men that are in a very stressful league, a stressful position, what did you think of Brian Dable on Monday Night Football? Because for me, I thought the way that he reacted to his quarterback, who he's trusted in and paid money, was unacceptable. Maybe you completely, we have not talked about this, people wonder, maybe you completely disagree with me, but I thought the way Dable tossed the laptop or tossed the tablet and all was just it was too much Jeff I and mean, look yes there was situations that were completely Daniel Jones's fault but I mean he didn't have much time to do anything for God's sake well I think I think first of all you gotta understand that when you are in coaching and at the professional level and at the big time college level also you are in an incredible fishbowl there are cameras on you all the time right when we have a fight with our wives or you know with the some, you know, an argument with somebody on the street about a parking spot, whatever, right? Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody sees it. Nobody, these guys, their livelihood is being judged once a week, right? That's the pressure cooker of pro football. And I, I know how Brian feels when the guy that you put faith in, the guy that you trust, the guy at the most important position on the football field the critical, critical guy doesn't perform the way he's capable of performing. And, and that frustration came out, you know, on, on the, you know, on national television, on worldwide television. I understand it, right? Obviously it's not a good look for him. It's not a good look for the giants, but it's honest. It's honest. I thought we want to talk about, you know, bad look. What about Neil going after the fans? And saying that the fans are all sheep and An absolute that, disgrace. that they that they cook hamburgers and, and and hot dogs, you know, at the regular job and and don't have any right to criticize him. You know, that's what I'm saying. The pressure right now in New York is so strong. And that's the major media market in the United States. More newspapers in New York than any place in America. More television, more, 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 right? More people talking about it, more more takes, more hot takes, more radio, more all of it. And what Neil did was really gave the fans an opportunity to really come down on him now, right? Because he looks like a petulant child. Great comeback today. I don't know if you see it, Mike, but Saquon Barkley talked about what he said. And Saquon showed so much maturity and so much class. He said, you never win picking a fight with the fans because the fans were here before we came and the fans will be here long after we're gone. And that they pay our salaries and you, 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 know, you can't do those kinds of things. Unfortunately, Neil, who's been a big disappointment since he was drafted, they can't find, they tried him at guard, tried him at tackle, tried him at guard again. They can't find a place for the guy to play. Their offensive line is a shambles. 11 sacks, Mike. 11. I don't know if I've ever heard of that in pro football. 11, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about 85 Bears, you know, 
the 78 grits blitz. I mean, you you go through. I don't care what football team, the purple people leaders, the you know Legion of Boom, the you know Doomsday defense. Christ, I can't think of any of those defenses getting 11 sacks. And we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks. And I'm not down in the Seahawks. Please understand that. But I'm saying that when you start talking about elite pass rushing groups in the National Football League. Seattle doesn't roll off your tongue. I agree. I agree. When you talk about Philadelphia and San Francisco and, you know, San Diego and all. This is, that was Seattle, got them 11 times. I think uh, thanks for putting the questions in live, but we, we will come to them in, in the next podcast segment. And um, thank you very much, folks. Look, I feel like we could have a whole podcast episode on the Giants. We could see this coming. And that just shows you sometimes that like, we've seen what they were like last year. We could see it coming. We will come back to this. Note this down metaphorically in, in your head, Jeff. That doesn't even make sense. Note this down on your whiteboard behind you. Let's talk Giants Monday night because I feel like if they lose to Miami, which I'm presuming you're picking the Dolphins, yeah? Yes. Yeah. I mean, time will tell. we got to roll through some of these games. We Just to make a note, we've got the Browns, the Chargers, Jeff's favorite team at the minute, the Seahawks, and the Bucks are all in the bye this week. Saints-Patriots is in the early window. Saints going to New England. Jeff, looking at the Patriots' schedule and how they've been playing, I've been very down in them. I've got them to win this week. The Patriots are going to go 2-3 and three in the season. Look at me not being biased against one of the most supported teams in Ireland. Who you got, Jeff? Well, you know, this is a really difficult one. I, I'm going to say it's going to be a real close game. Less than three points will separate the two teams. I give New England the nod because it's up in New England at this time of year. And, you know, uh, who knows what kind of weather they're going to get. Uh, we could get a great day, but we could also get snow. I mean, you know, you just never know about New England this time of year. Um, the Saints playing outdoors on grass, that doesn't help them. You know, so again, I think all of those things are factors in this. And I think that New England will bounce back. They've got to play better offensively, though, Mike. They have to play better offensively. Uh, losing Gonzalez is going to be a big hole. I don't know if J.C. Jackson will get in in time and, and get processed enough to go out and play right away, but they, that's a big hole. That young kid was playing extremely well to Victoria for his labor last week. Yeah, Jesse Jackson will back in is interesting and uh, gutted for fans in Europe that we can't see Christian Gonzalez play in Frankfurt next month against the Colts, so... All our best to him in his recovery. And I'm doing a piece on the, the Patriots this week and just the steps ahead for our dear friend Billy. Love that reel people were going on about the other day where I was going about Balachuk and you were like, Mike, Mike, enjoy that. Um, game of the week for me, it's not game, it's one of the games of the week. I'm not trying to be biased. Ravens going into Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh on the edge at the minute after a really, really poor performance against the Houston Texans. It feels, Jeff. Like we are on the edge of a knife here, and that any movement could derail something. This is a massive game in the AFC North when you've got the Bengals, and we don't know what's going on with the Bengals. The Browns are on a bye. The Ravens could really make a statement this week and go four and one. Or Kenny Pickett, who we expect to play at this point, we're not sure how how fit he actually is, could try and get back on track. Who wins this game? I'm going to be biased. And I'll just be openly honest because it's a picks podcast on an NFL podcast. I'm going to take the Steelers by three points. But my God, this is going to be a close game, Jeff. I think the Steelers defense, genuinely, I think the Steelers defense wins in the game in a tough, tough, hard-fought hard battle that they come out on top of. Now, now you're going to tell me the Ravens are going to win. 
No, I'm not going to tell you the Ravens are going to win. I'm just going to ask you, do you think the Steelers' offense will even score three points? Yes. I think the run game will come into itself this week, but you have to see that Pickens connection with Kenny Pickett this week. It has to happen. They need they need to be getting 17 to 21 points in a rugged, tough game, and their defense needs to come up trumps from against the Ravens. And that's going to be very, very difficult because when you've got Lamar Jackson there, when you've got such a hybrid quarterback and you can rely on the run game as well, Never mind guys like Flowers. It could be a difficult day. Well, I, I think, you know, this is one of those games that, that uh, certainly it's become a, tr- you know, a great rivalry in the last 20 years. I mean, it is an intense physical battle every time these teams play. They don't have a, you know, it's not like the Bears and the, and the Lions or the Bears and the Packers that it's 100 years old. This is, this is really since, you know, Ray Lewis that this game has become as intense as it is right now. I think the, I think the Ravens will win. I think I, I like both these head coaches very much. I think they're two of the better head coaches in the league. I just don't really think that the Pittsburgh offense, they, they have got to show it to me, right? We can't talk about it anymore. You got to show it to me. And I see Lamar on the other side looks more and more comfortable in the pocket, throwing the football. You know, Andrews is a, is a huge weapon. And, you know, I think that, that the Ravens will get this done. I, I, I know that there, and a lot of people say that in Pittsburgh, it's too tough for them. But I, I like the Ravens. I think the Ravens are an underappreciated football team. Okay. Okay. Interesting, Jeff. Well, you're definitely not coming on the Irish Steelers podcast next week. I'm joking. I want to keep you on for towards the big part of the season. But you're coming on. Don't worry. I promise. Uh, Bengals cards. How the hell do I pick this? Is Joe Burrow playing? Is he 100% fit? I'm picking the Bengals only because everybody else in the Pro Football Ireland picks group, apart from, I haven't seen what Mark Hogan's done, they're all picking the Cardinals. I'm like, what? It's still Cincinnati. Surely this is a week to get it together, Jeffrey. Shout out to all the people that are DMing me, asking me, can the Bengals get it together? I think they do this week, Jeff. Well, I think I think if they don't, then it's then it's really, really going to be tough on them. To get even. Do you think it's good night if they don't? I don't think it's like, good night, certainly, because we're only we haven't even got to Thanksgiving yet. But I do think it's they put themselves they will have put themselves in a hole that may be impossible to dig out from unless somebody else gets hurt or you know that that's Mike, that is a very, very good division. And you know, if you go if you start out in as big a hole as that would be, that is a tough, tough ask to crawl out of it. They know what this game means. They know the extent of and the gravity of this this win, if they can get one, how that can change their season. Another L, and I'm going to tell you something, it's going to be really difficult in Cincinnati. U-G-L-Y, it's going to be ugly. That was awful. Let's move on. Eagles-Rams, here we go. Michael's Claxon upset of the week. Have we got, hold on, have we got like a noise for this? Is there something that we can do here? Hold on, I've got a noise. Jeff, you ready? You ready? No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Um, no. Here we go. <laughs> this week, Matthew Stafford turns back the clock, Jeff. In LA, in SoFi, in Hollywood Park, Inglewood Park, and the LA Rams get a home victory against the Philadelphia Eagles. You heard it here first, my man. I'm absolutely mental, but you know what? Why not? 
Why can't they do it? I'm taking the Rams to go three and two and shock the NFL on Sunday at SoFi. Well, I think, you know, McVay's done a great job with his team, right? And, you know, his best player, his best offensive player isn't playing yet. And Puka Nakua, the rookie kid out of BYU, is having an unbelievable season. He's on pace right now, Mike, to set the all-time receiving record in the National Football League. He's unbelievable, Jeff. Can he keep that up through 15, 14, whatever, how many more weeks there are? Probably not. Because once Cooper Cup comes back, he's going to have to share targets. But he is a legitimate guy, and he is a weapon. I just feel like the Eagles are too strong. And I don't think the Eagles have yet hit their stride. I don't think the Eagles have yet played a complete football game. And I think they'll go out there, and there is no question that they have respect for the Rams. You know, you you look across the line and you see Aaron Donald, you have respect for that football team. You look across the line of scrimmage and you see Matthew Stafford, you have respect for that football. So I think the I think the Eagles will go out there on a mission. And East Coast to West Coast travel is tough, but I'm going to take the Eagles. Did you like that music? I couldn't hear it. Okay. All right, well, next week. Next week. Um, the Jets done very well against an AFC West team at the weekend. We're not going to talk about a singer in this podcast. We're done. I'm done now as well. I, I enjoyed it while it lasted. But we're going to swiftly move on. And I would say that uh, Zach Wilson beats the Denver Broncos in Mile High on Sunday. I don't, I don't, I can't believe I'm saying this. I just don't believe in my team anymore. I, I want them to win desperately. I think the Jets win on Sunday. I think it's it, look, it, it's a must-win game for both teams. Both games are both teams are one and three. I thought obviously the Broncos' comeback was impressive last week, but the way they went down against Chicago was very concerning for me. Um. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking Zach Wilson to shut people up and get the job done. They're wearing wide-out helmets, Jeff. Will that help us win on Sunday, as in Denver? Your Broncos? They better They better figure out how to play defense before they worry about what helmets they wear. Right now, I you know, I watched them against uh, I watched them against Washington, and, you know, they did not play well at all. Structurally, they didn't play well at all. You know, just like guys like good players like Simmons just – you know, not playing well. And, you know, I know that it's got to be frustrating in Denver because they've got better talent than they're playing right now on defense. I, I can't, I swear I cannot take, I cannot take Denver. I got to take the Jets. I think one of the things we saw was a little bit of a glimmer of hope for the Jets offense if Wilson's going to play quarterback. But I agree with Tony Dungy and a number of other football coaching pundits who say that they've got to lean more on their run game. They've got to lean more on and not expect him to do as much as he had had to do last week. If they can do that, their defense is an elite defense. And I, again, I think that, you know, without a, without a bad call, frankly, last a bad officiating call or controversial officiating call, they might've beaten Kansas city. And they would have beaten Buffalo and Kansas City in the first five weeks of the season. You'd take that, I think. So I'm going to take the Jets. And with Iron Rodgers as well, which says a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. And if the Jets win this Sunday, fair play to them because they're, they're proving a lot of people wrong. Zach Wilson, you know, did, did, and like, let's let's move on because we haven't got time. But the, the disrespect that he was showing by Rodney Harrison was disgraceful. I fought on Sunday Night Football. Anywho, anywho, let's talk about a team that was on. Sunday Night Football last week. The Chiefs going up against the man, Jeff. Did you know that Kirk Cousins 
is 19-0 in the month of October. Does he make it 20? Chiefs at the Vikings. What a, like The Vikings 1-3. If they won this game, it completely turns their season around. I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think the Chiefs played particularly well last week. I think they'll bounce back and play better this week. Um, you know, I, I'm a little concerned about the wide receiver room in Kansas City. You know, just in terms of, you know, they they have to sort kind of out the pecking order, I think, a little bit over there. And, you know, it, it can't be all Travis Kelsey. They need to, they, you know, they need to find out who is their go-to guy. You know, who's the guy that they've always been able to have a wide out that can make a play for them. Right now, it's kind of inconsistent, and we need to see who that's going to be. So, I think this is a game where against, uh, against Minnesota, you might see that. You might see that that wide receiver core step up a little bit. But I'll tell you what, you better be leery of Harrison Smith if you're Pat Mahomes because he did he have a game last week. And, you know, what an outstanding blitzer. You know, for a guy who's getting up in there in his career, in his age, you know, he I thought he played extremely well last week. I – do you only got that feeling that you're like, I think he's going to do it? Man, I, I just want to see the streak continue. I like streaks. Whenever the Undertaker lost at WrestleMania, I was devastated. And I'm just going to say, you know, let, let's see. I think it would be class if Kirk Cousins kept it going. 19 and 0 in October. Let's see. Um, I do think the Chiefs will win. So there, there's my pick. Um, Jeff, look, I, I'm not saying that you're a man of a certain age, but you've been around the league for a <laughs> long time. And this, this is positive. It's positive, right? You've been around the league for a long time. Every time you see a fixture like the Cowboys and Niners you must be excited yeah like you've you've seen it all you know what these, what these two teams I, 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 this is a game with so much history right you go back to Bill Walsh against Jimmy Johnson you go back to Jerry Rice against Deion Sanders you know Steve Young against Troy Aikman I mean there's just so much history in this game and really I think this is a game that Jerry has said, openly said, and I think this is really interesting. He said, we're going to find out how we stack up after we play the 49ers. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, right? There's a lot of times I don't put much stock in what Jerry says, but I think that's a real truism. We're going to find out how good that offense is. We're going to find out about Dak, and we're going to find out about that defense because the hole or the potential hole in the Cowboys defense is their run defense. And this is a team in San Francisco that runs the ball, maybe as good as anybody in the National Football League, against the best back in football right now, Christian McCaffrey, right? So their wide receivers block extremely well on the perimeter. You know, they've got big, strong, physical guys up front that understand the zone scheme and run the outside zone as well as anybody in football. And McCaffrey is that really special guy that can run between the tackles and you can split him out and he can play wide receiver. So I'm going to give San Francisco my dot. Just while we're talking, uh, our dear yeah. friend, comrade Ian Rappaport tweeting that Kenny Pickett is a full participant, so he's expected to play on Sunday against the Ravens. Jeff, I'm taking the Niners. I think the Niners will win this game. The big thing for me will be how close the Cowboys are to them. They're going into the Levi's. They've got, they're going up against McCaffrey. He's lethal. That's why I have the Niners winning this game. If the Cowboys won this game, interesting that's definitely what we're going to open with Monday night if that happens um, right finally Jeff it's time for your favourite time of the week 
Monday night. <laughs> Dear God. We're getting your questions in a second, folks. Packers at your Raiders, Jeff. Maybe the Packers fans will find a way to, or the Raiders fans will find a way to annoy their owner. Did you see that video on TikTok of all the Raiders fans giving it to the Raiders owner in SoFi Stadium last week? And he was like, I know. I'm watching the game. Well, like, fire McDaniels, fire McDaniels. I, I think it's, you know, it's really a tough situation right now in, in Las Vegas. And, you know, they're not good enough. I feel sorry for, you know, I feel sorry for, you know, for Mark Davis. He, you know, he's getting lambasted in public and private and on the internet, everything. Josh McDaniel, the same thing. Uh, they just had a really tragic situation with Chandler Jones, who apparently is having some mental issues and, you know, had got arrested last week. Uh, you look at Max Crosby and he's, you know, Max Crosby, any other place, almost any other place would be, people would be talking about defensive player of the year. And in the Raiders, it's just all lost because, you know, there's so many other subplots and bylines and stories and, you know, but there's a guy playing his ass off every week and, you know, he's got to be dying. And this, the same thing, Devontae Adams, he's got to be dying because those guys are, you know, those are guys are class guys and world-class players. And they're playing at a place right now where they just, just don't have a chance. Monday night football is lunes. It's Monday. I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. I love that guy. I got to meet him someday. Like what's the name? John, John Sutcliffe. I love it. Love it. You ever met John Sutcliffe? Yeah, I, I've seen him at the Super Bowl. I think we ought to. Uh, I think you, we ought you, to very, you very casually said that. Oh, I see, yeah, I see, I see. Well, you didn't go to the Super Bowl. She's a lot of people. I, I like, you know, I see Ric Flair at the Super Bowl. I, I see. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's put that in the next podcast. Like, let's literally have that as the opening question. There's some great questions here as well. What were you going to say about like the game of the NFL? I just think the game? that the Packers are are showing us that they're a good football team, right? And now, are they an elite team? No, but I think they're a good, foot, good enough football team to go into Las Vegas and take care of the Raiders. I agree. I agree. This is the end of this segment. Jeffrey and myself will be attempting to answer some questions in the next segment as we swiftly drift on to the next segment. Uh, we'll see you on the other side, Starship lovers. <laughs> <laughs>